this is Senior Talk with Clara Hubbard, and it's a beautiful day. We're here live at this facility called TRC Senior Village, and we have seniors in the audience that are going to be participating in this great show that we brought to their community. Thank you to the service coordinator and to the property manager for the great invitation. But we're here today because I have an expert on colorectal cancer, which is, no, is one of the other cancers that is not spoken of as often in the community, but is very important. And so we have with us today a woman of many hats. I would read her bio, but she'll take care of that herself. Her name is Dr. Lisa Tussing Humphrey. She's with the University of Illinois Chicago um, Department of Medicine. She is a busy, busy woman. And so uh, without further ado, Welcome to our program. How are you today? Good, thank you, Clara. It's my pleasure. So what we're doing now, there is currently a study that is taking place in the community. Um, did it just start, or tell me a little bit about we the study. We have been conducting the study for about a year. Okay. Um, and we're very interested in understanding uh, the relationship between diet and risk for colorectal cancer. Mm -hmm. um, our group, found that uh, African Americans have uh, higher levels of a group of bacteria that is known to be associated with colorectal cancer, and it's something that we think can be um, controlled with diet. So right now we are conducting a study where we're testing different diets to look at how it impacts these groups of bacteria and colon health. Mm -hmm. And now, we think it could be impactful for African Americans. Absolutely. So one of the things that I'm always concerned about and I want your view, is even before we get to the research itself, the participation level. Why are we not participating? How do we become comfortable in participating in research? Because there's so many things that say, oh, you're going to have these side effects and so forth. Mm -hmm. So how do you get us comfortable in participating in a research? I think um, to talk about a, a, a difficult topic, I mm -hmm. think historically um, African Americans have not been uh, treated well, to say the least, in regard to medical research. Mm -hmm. So I think that it, it's something that I know UIC works very hard on is to get more participation from the community, particularly um, from our cancer center, and that's really a drive. We want the community's input on our research. We want the community involved because we're conducting this research for the community we serve. So when we are um, interviewing people to be part of our research study, we always want them to be completely informed, mm -hmm. comfortable, and we want to make sure that the research is a good fit for them. Yes. So we um, in our no way coercive. We don't give a lot of money for participation. We do um, give you some incentive, but we want you to be comfortable and we want you to feel like you um, are going to get something out of the research. Right. So let's talk about um, the research itself. Who is the candidate? What is the time frame? And what kind of mindset do they have to have to participate? So we're looking for people that are at higher risk for colon cancer. So these would be people that when, if they've had a, um, a colonoscopy, so this is when your doctor um, would use a camera to look at your large intestine, and what they're looking for is something called polyps. Mm -hmm. um, polyps are precursors to cancer, um, usually. Mm -hmm. So when you have a colonoscopy, they're gonna remove these polyps, and that really reduces your risk for colon cancers. But these are people we know that develop polyps, so they're at greater risk for colon cancer. So that's one thing 
we're interested in. We also want are targeting African Americans because we want to change that group of bacteria that we see as higher in African Americans with the diets. Mm -hmm. um, if they qualify and are interested in participating, we would ask them to come in for a screening visit. This visit takes about an hour. Um, following the screening visit where we're going to ask you some questions, we're going to talk to you more about the study, see if it's a good fit for you. Um, we do draw blood to see if you um, have something that's called inflammation. Um, we think that's a strong risk factor as well for cancer. Mm -hmm. So we want people that have some degree of inflammation in our studies. Um, and if all of that fits, then we invite you to participate in the larger trial. And what that is, is um, two different diets, each for three weeks. So your total participation in the study is about 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in this study, we do see you weekly um, because we prepare foods at the University of Illinois Chicago. Um, you would come in to get the foods. We do make um, accommodations for people that can't come to the university, so we would drop it off at your house. Um, and then we do assessments at the beginning and end of each diet. So we are going to ask you questions about your, um, your lifestyle behavior. Somebody mentions they exercise, so we would ask you how much you exercise. Um, we also collect stool samples because we're looking at bacteria and we also are doing what's called a mini colonoscopy mm -hmm. so we're looking at your colon to see how these diets are influencing your colon so it's not um, it's it's an involved study it has to be the right type of participant but we think it's very important research and in, in research that's relevant to this community and the community we serve at UIC well one of the highlights that I read and having worked on the script and all that good stuff is that you recognize that there's a food desert. Mm -hmm. So we can't get the results that we need <clears throat> per our current grocery stores. So you prepare the foods and bring them to us. So that's a good highlight. Now, what is the, what's the word I'm looking for? What is the time factor? You know, what, what kind of time am I to give up? Because I have a busy schedule, you know, I'm shopping, I'm traveling, I, I'm dating, I'm moving around, and I'm retired. So why would I want to do this? <laughs> you know, the, people are going to ask those questions. Sure. So. I think with the research visits that happen at the beginning and end of each diet, you are looking at about three hours for those research visits. We do compensate you for your time and for your travel to mm -hmm. those visits because we do ask you to come to campus. Okay. Um, weekly though, with travel time, depending on where you live in the city, I would say it's about a two hour commitment okay. to come and pick up the food and we ask you some questions about how your week went and we may touch base with you during the week through text messages or through phone calls. Now, there has to be some form of discipline needed to get you the results that you need. Yes. You're providing the food, you're, you're giving me compensation for my time. What is the discipline of someone that can give you the successful results that you need during this 10-week period? So I'll give you an example. We just had a gentleman that was involved in our study, and he was, I would say, the model research participant. So he even went to a banquet with his wife, and he brought the food we made for him with him. No. Yes. <laughs> beverages every because we give you everything so mm -hmm. he brought the beverages with him but he did see something on the banquet table that he he wanted so he texted me took pictures of it for me can i and asked me can i have this so we're in very close contact with our participants because we do want you to eat what 
we are giving you, but mm -hmm. we know it's in the context of your real life and things happen and come up. Um, another participant had a death in the family mm -hmm. and had to leave town, um, brought the foods with her, but went to the bereavement luncheon and wanted to participate like anybody else would and yes. did the same thing. So took pictures of the foods that were there, asked me what can I have that's here so I can be part of this mm -hmm. um, engagement. Yes. So now that we're, you're one year in plus a month, mm -hmm. what have your results been? And why are we now looking for, is there a target number of people that we need? And what, what, what are we working towards right now? So we want to um, enroll 40 people. Mm -hmm. um, right now we have screened 20 people and enrolled 10 people. Okay. Um, but we are running this study for several more years. Okay. So we have funding from the National Cancer Institute to run this study and it's a, it's a five year study. Okay. So because it's a lot on our end as well as this, the participants end when they're in the study, we don't run too many people at one time in, in the trial. Um, we don't look at the results until the end, oh, until okay. everybody has run through the study because a lot of um, the lab work we do is really expensive and we're using government money to run the study. So we have to be smart about when we run our lab work. Well, I'm going to say it because I know people look, how does the food taste? Because you ain't mentioned that. Did you know? If, if, how does it taste? Am I telling the truth? Somebody will want to know how does it taste. The, t the food, and I'm not just saying this, we do have a chef that's preparing the food, um, is very good. Okay. She, again, we had a gentleman that just finished um, two weeks ago. He thought, and he's like, don't tell my wife this, the food is amazing. Mm -hmm. So I think he was actually upset for having ended the study. But um, we are testing two different diets, so I want that to be, to be clear to your audience. So the one diet is more of what we typically eat. So there's red meat, there might be um, some pancakes and eggs for breakfast. Mm -hmm. But then the other diet that we're testing that we think might impact this bacteria that causes cancer is um, still a, a tasty diet, but it is a little bit more healthy. So there's gonna be more fiber in that diet, there's less red meat, and there's more fruits and vegetables. Hmm. But again, that's that's a healthy pattern that we are always advocating for. But I have to say, um, because we're not cutting the fat out of that healthier diet, mm -hmm. it tastes very good. So we're using olive oil instead of butter and making those substitutions. Now, with the two dyes, am I doing both dyes at the same time or I'm doing five weeks and then the second one kicks in after five weeks? So you're gonna do the one diet for three weeks and then you're gonna take three weeks off because some people, you need a break, mm -hmm. and then you're going to do the second diet for three weeks. Okay. Um, it's a seven-day schedule, so mm -hmm. every week it's the same foods for three weeks. Do you believe during the break some people just continue on with the diet? We I mean, ask, it would be kind of hard to take the three weeks and not be, you know, to take it back and go back to all the other things we may not have been doing, or would they consider healthier choices during the three-week period? I think um, depending on, and we don't tell you what diet you're going to start on, I okay. think depending on what diet you started on, it might, if you liked the healthier pattern, mm -hmm. um, you might start to eat like that, but we do ask you to go back to your original behaviors. Mm -hmm. So for <laughs> instance, again, I'm going to use this example of the gentleman we just had. He, we, we ask you not to drink alcohol during the study, um, which can be difficult for some people. So mm -hmm. he, he was really looking forward to a beer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, the food, is there any form of exercise or 
are there you showing us how to prepare meals or we're just taking those prepared meals and using that specific? So this is a special kind of study um, called a controlled feeding study where we mm -hmm. give you and control um, the foods that we're giving you because we want to look for something to happen in your body. Okay. So it's not the type of study where we give you like a food guide pyramid or the my plate and say we want you to eat like this. Mm -hmm. We're actually giving you the food. Um, we're not asking you to change your exercise habits. Um, we're actually wanting people to keep their weight stable during the study. We mm -hmm. have other studies at UIC um, for weight loss or for exercise um, that you you would exercise more or they would just ask you to change your diet without giving you the food. Next question. Is there a ratio between men and women participation that you're recognizing? Yes. So um, women tend to participate more in studies like this <laughs> than, than men. Um, but we are looking to recruit 30% men mm -hmm. um, because colon cancer is even higher in men than in women. Yes. And one of the things that I am encouraging people to do is, um, especially when it comes to trials, even if it's not for you, think about your children or grandchildren. I think participating in research is really, really critical. And if we don't use the research, other communities receive it. So it's our time. And specifically since this is designed for us and you're providing all the benefits of the food um, and the compensation. Um, but I want you to also talk about the person who's saying, maybe, I don't know, but you know, the, the, the person who's skeptic. Talk, talk to that person. I think that when you come to the screening visit and we really get that chance to sit and meet with you and mm -hmm. talk to you, like the real logistics of the study, we have a lot of nice study materials to kind of walk you through that and to kind of understand why we're doing this study. We want to know why African Americans have higher rates of, of colon cancer and what we can do about it. Mm -hmm. Are there things we can do to shift that number and to see more cancer health equity in our communities here in Chicago. So I think when we have, and, and that's what's important with research from my perspective, is to really have a bond with your research participants and to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that this is an important study, like you said, might not affect them directly, but it might affect the community and future generations. So would, now I know a, a couple of colon cancer survivors at mm -hmm. this moment. They don't participate. No. So this is people that have not had colon, have not had colon cancer in the past. So we're looking at this as a prevention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, in reading the the flyer that we have in the promotional piece, how many year increment since the last colonoscopy are you looking? Because we don't want to go too far. Correct. Too yep. far back. So we would want people that have had what's called an adenoma type of polyp in the last ten years. Okay, in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so let's talk about the day in the life of my experience. When I arrived to UIC, because also Rush is participating yes. with you. Yep. So let's talk about that partnership. So we are partnering with Rush University uh, Medical Center on the study, as well as um, our campus at Urbana. Mm -hmm. So Rush is doing, um, we are we at UIC are responsible for the food portion of the study mm -hmm. and a lot of the clinical activities um, like where we're doing the mini colonoscopy, the blood draw, 
that's happening at Rush. Okay, yeah. okay. But they're very close on the same campus. So what we want all of you to recognize is that this study is right now, um, does it end a certain time this year? Or are we just going to keep rotating through no, the we, next we, five it's years? It's a rolling recruitment, so we just, it is, we screen people every day. Um, so it's just going to keep going for the next several years. And what have the participants told you? Uh, what are the testimonies that they can share? Because they may have probably changed their diet and, you know, got a little more discipline in their you know, their intake. I think, um, so the subjects we've had so far have been really helpful with refining the meals and telling us what's working, what's not working. And also what I think, because we're, we give people food so that they don't gain or lose weight, it's always amazing to them to know how much food they should be eating to maintain their weight. Hmm. and what it looks like because you don't really and we do some very um kind of sophisticated testing to know exactly how many calories your body needs right yeah so um give us your closing remarks and then we're going to share all of this information and please don't forget when this video is over i must thank our partners and friends today from trc senior village the seniors are in the room here but we're also going to make sure that you can find this on Senior Talk TV on YouTube. So, Dr. Tussing Humphreys, give us your closing remarks and then tell us how they can reach you for further information. This is also on SeniorTalkWithClaraHubbard.com. So just look into that beautiful camera right. and give them that information. Thanks, Clara. My pleasure. Um, if you're interested in participating in a study to try to understand why colorectal cancer risk is higher in African Americans, the University of Illinois at Chicago and Rush University are conducting a study to understand how diet and different types of diets influence um, bacteria that we have in our gut that puts us at risk for colorectal cancer. Um, we provide food and incentives for participating. If you're interested, um, please reach out to Alicia Ham at 312-355-5111. And for more information as well, you can visit SeniorTalkWithClaraHubbard.com. You'll see this YouTube video very shortly. Thank you to our media team, 312 Media, Trez12 Media, and to the beautiful community here at TRC Senior Village and to our seniors in the audience. As we say in closing, in complete darkness, we are all the same. It is only our knowledge and wisdom that separate us. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Hope we've been a blessing, and we look forward to serving you soon. Have a great day. Colorectal cancer is the third most common and leading cause of death in the United States. Among all racial ethnic groups, African Americans have the highest risk for colon cancer. Have you had a colonoscopy in the last 10 years? Principal researcher Dr. Lisa Tussing Humphreys, Department of Medicine at the University of Illinois Chicago, is conducting a study looking at a person's diet, lifestyle factors, genetics, and digestive system. If you are African American between the ages of 45 to 75, you may qualify to participate, which includes eating chef-prepared foods provided to you, completing several surveys about health and diet, maintaining food logs, and completing scheduled visits to UIC and Rush. The research study is funded by the National Cancer Institute in collaboration with Rush University Medical Center, and participants will receive compensation for their time. To learn more about this research, contact Alicia Ham at 312-355-5111, 312-355-5111.